time has come. Execute order 91.1. Yes, my lord. WVGL. Hey everyone, this is Trey Atkins alongside Campbell Garbert, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Welcome to the Barnes Before Bed Show, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Weagle 91.1 FM. Your home for late night Auburn athletic coverage from a fan's perspective each hump day. War Eagle. And with that, we bring you episode 22 of Barnes Before Bed. I'm Trey Atkins here, joined alongside Campbell Garber and Graham Copeland. Jack Vesey is at a building science convention tonight. We'd like to congratulate our very own Jack Vesey on receiving a scholarship. Give it up. We do, uh, we're do. we dual threats over here, Barnes. We like to hammer the books sometimes. I like to get our brain sweat as well as our, or what's it? what did White Goodman say, our mental sweat, as long as a physical sweat. But for us, it'll be a broadcast journalism sweat. So let's partake in that and break down some broadcast journalism, and let's look what we the slate of current <laughs> athletics going on. We have the NBA, a lot of good basketball going on. Um, the Miami Heat are up three one currently on the Milwaukee Bucks. That was one of the craziest basketball games I've ever seen. I've never seen someone with the cojones to take a shot like Jimmy Butler did. But when you got a heat check, you got to take it. Some other things are going on. I love seeing the Sacramento Kings. I love the light the beam. Um, you know, it's, we've always talked about why does Sacramento have a pro sports team? They're proving why they do. They're a basketball town. I guess California's a basketball state, not a college football state, as we talked about previously. Nope. Moving on with some other things. We have the NFL draft tomorrow. Will Levis's odds are moving up. Very excited to see. Can't wait to see him in a Carolina Panthers uniform. And mm. our friend Pate Owen, I'm sure, is very excited. And later on in this episode, we'll have our first annual Barnsby's. Yay. So we're, we're sticking with that name. Yeah, yeah. The Barneys yeah. or the Barnsbys? Because right now the Twitterverse has it as the Barnsbys. I like the Barneys, but it's if our it, awards. It's the it's our version of the SP. ESPN is the SPs, ESPYS. So it's got to be Barneys. Well, Barneys. every college athletics award ceremony at the end of the year, you have the Obspies, you have the Catspies. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's the – is it not the Obbies? I'm pretty sure it's the Obspies. I don't know. I didn't. I don't maybe, get an invite to that one. Maybe it's the Obspies. I don't know. You could. You could be right. I wonder who won Athlete of the Year though. If you had to guess, for Auburn, yeah, the Obspies. Would it be SUNY? SUNY, probably. She but commu- she. she I think you do male and female Athlete of the Year. So obviously she would win the female one. Who would win the male one? Oh, uh, the, the year. So what is that? Would it be what Papo? Is the, what is the, I don't know. Is the calendar year. I guess this. Would Jabari be okay? No. Would no, Jabari no. be eligible? No, so he, I think he may have won last year. So I think okay. it's that includes last, like from football well, season to now. Well, Sonny D won something. Sonny D won, he won like an academic thing. That's all. Maybe yeah. he won an athletic It is, game it is too. called the Ospies, yes. How so, about that? I guess Barnsby's. 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 Whatever. We're Barnsby's. hanging out. We, yeah. have, we had nine awards where the fans voted on Twitter to decide nine Barnsby's, and we could probably make a couple makeshift honorary obspies, but let's just go and talk current world sports, little Auburn talk combined with some pro sports talk and some NFL draft as well. So what what do y'all want to begin on? Let's we we're a little last minute here. It is a rainstorm in Auburn, Alabama currently, so we are all soaking wet right now. 
boy, that is a run to get to the studio, but I'm happy we're here. Let's just start with the NBA. Did y'all watch this Miami Heat game yesterday? I did not. Yes. How about that? That was the greatest NBA single-player playoff performance I've ever seen. I don't care that I'm being a prisoner of the moment. I wasn't alive for those Michael Jordan, the 60-point game he had. I think the next highest-scoring games were like obviously like Wilt and then like Kareem, and then it was like Barkley. So we haven't seen something like that in our lifetime where an NBA player scored 50-plus in a playoff game. And the pe- people would probably put LeBron's performance against the Celtics in Game 6 back when we were— My parents were at that game. That was crazy. Really? They were up in Boston? Yeah, they were. How about that? But it's just unfortunate that the stakes of that game were a first-round one-versus-eight game. I would have loved to have seen that on a more – it is a national stage, but a prime-time NBA Finals type of stage. But Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy is a legitimate thing, fellas. No, yeah. Uh, Shaq, the other day, I think it was after that performance, Shaq said that his top three Heat players of all time are – one, Dwayne Wade. Two, Alonzo Mourning. Three, Jimmy Butler. I thought that was very interesting. It's fun. But, uh, it's, it's a good. I like yeah, that playoff Jimmy is unreal. And, by the way, the Heat are down one right now. And it's like ten minutes left in the third. There's a lot of ball to be played. But that this series is crazy. Like, I I had the Bucks winning it all before, going into the postseason. So, yeah, unreal. I would have never guessed. Can you give us a few more NBA updates, Miller? I had no idea the Heat were playing tonight. Is that – yeah, they, yeah. Play, they played Monday night, Trey. They didn't play last night. Wow, this week is flying by. Yeah, flying they're, by. they're up 3-1 um, right now. Memphis staying alive. Um, big win. Uh, you know, everyone knows me, biggest Memphis guy out there. Um, shout Not out true. To, shout out Tennessee. But, Not true. And No, they won tonight. They played again tonight? Yes, they did. Trey, that was two I, nights ago. You, you forgot Tuesday. Ball uh, I guess, okay, so. Tuesday did not exist for Trey. <laughs> my fault. Tuesday was a school day. It's exam week. Like I said earlier, we like to break a mental sweat here at Barners. Wow. Okay. That's, keep filling me in with updates from the past two nights, I guess. That Trey Young shot. Got, I love, first of all, let's, let's break this down real quick. I love seeing Gus Johnson calling NBA games. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's good, but it almost... Can I, can I say it's almost sacrilegious? I mean, I feel like he's a he's a college guy. He's co- college football, Fox broadcast, and then give me some CBS college basketball. But I'm happy- he Fox college basketball. He is just big ten. I don't know. He's he's just too good to like limit him to college football. He's, college basketball he, too. College basketball too. Yeah, he's he's top three for me. We were talking about this earlier, I think, uh, while we were chowing down on some food. I, what are y'all's top three play-by-play guys? My top three in no order are uh, Rafferty, Gus Johnson, Ian Eagle. Well, Rafferty's a color commentator. Well, yeah, I'm pretty. Okay, well, if you're gonna go play-by-play, is, is, play, uh, no, I thought Rafferty is no, color. he's he, he's you're right, he's not. Um, is Nance the play-by-play? Yeah, Nance yeah, is Nance play-by-play. Is, yeah, well, yeah, Jim Nance, yeah, sure, yeah, They're Jim Nance, Gus Johnson, and uh, Ian Eagle. From an, Mike Breen, I mean, I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but I mean, pretty legendary. Yeah, Breen's up there. He's the Knicks, the voice of the New York Knicks, which is a tremendous honor from someone who's an expire. Or excuse me, how do you say this word? Wow, we, inspiring, we, inspiring, in, well, aspiring, I guess aspiring. Good, good start to my career, I guess. But <laughs> from someone who's an, an aspiring broadcaster, I would have to go Nance. <sighs> Dude, Nance calls everything. All of the Final Four Nance Masters. Yeah, Nance is Masters. Him. Yeah, and then I'd say two, probably Big Game Brent. It just off of accolades. I mean, he's big game Brent for a reason. Yeah. Oh, no. 
you are looking live. I love hearing that. Why? Yeah. That's that's our childhood. No, you're, right. I, you're right. Hello. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a it's a Saturday. Catherine Webb. Yeah, Catherine Webb. Yeah. This is a PG AJ. show. Hold, pause. <laughs> She's an Auburn grad. <laughs> She's an Auburn grad. War We're shouting out Eagle, famous Catherine. alumni. <laughs> yeah, War Eagle Catherine. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Um, but I mean, he's big game Brent for a reason. Like we, it's a Saturday. Like let's say Auburn played at three thirty. Just want a big game. You're like, I want to watch more ball. You turn it on. It's a Notre Dame, USC game at prime time, and you hear Brent's voice. You're like, let's go more football. And then I'd say three probably. Ooh, that's tough. Kevin Harlan. He's he's making oh, a little yeah, late Harlan. push. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying late, Harlan. Wait, Harlan, wait, late push. I think he's been there. Timeout. Timeout. I think Harlan's timeout. Been there. Marv Albert. We got to give credit to him as well. It, yeah. You can, it's pick your poison with all these guys. Ian, you said him. Awesome. Ian's being bred right now. He's he, you know he's he's down low. I mean he's not down low. He's played. He's called many he's, a big game, but he's he's. Dude. He's in there, so many he's about, NBA. He's about, to, he's about to be the face. NBA and NFL, like nobody knows his name, but like he's in. Well, they're breeding. Everything. They're breeding him as Nance's replacement. So he's gonna. Yeah, be, no, he's gonna he's, be the next. Nance. He is him. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I love like Ian. Okay. What about y'all's? Why is he also not Ian? Isn't it spelled? I, the same yeah. Way? I don't. That doesn't make sense either. I mean, y'all are uh, Ian. I I know a couple Ians. I don't um, understand. You do? I do. Actually, I know one. My buddy Nabil's friend, mutual friend, I guess. Never mind, I take that back. Sorry to all the – if there's ions out there, I apologize. I'm sure there's more of y'all, but uh, I overestimated it? how many ions I knew. Always known as Ian. Who knows? Uh, well, I ain't understand Okay, why. let's let's do color commentators now. I'd say Raftery is the uh, – okay, let's talk about the most iconic first. Dickie V. We got the late end of Dickie V's career. Ma- we never got to see Madden. And, yeah. But I guess you'd have to put them up there. And then Raftery – do you is Romo? Do y'all like listening to Romo? I do like I do. Romo. I think I, I think it's I think I do think sometimes he needs to chill out. I think sometimes he needs to step away from the pull away from the mic. But I do like how much of a fan he is. I I appreciate that. I appreciate a guy that's that's calling it that like that is a fan of the sport, not just strictly professional. I like that. So when you hear someone as a color commentator, you're supposed to provide knowledge. That's why they're all former players, coaches. Do you dislike someone who comes across as a know-it-all? Is that why you're asking Romo to maybe step a tad back? No, I just think he he just he fills the air. I mean, I know that's his job, but just a little too much sometimes. I I don't want a cluttered broadcast sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I like I like you know taking in the football game, and I think I think Romo. It could also be the Romo show sometimes. Some 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 broadcast, yeah. Especially with these with Nance, like you're with. You're with Jim Nance, like best one of the best voices in like, sports, so, and and I know it's his job, and he's he's doing really well. So I don't know, I, but I like I said I like him. I just think sometimes it's like I love him game. calling out the play before it even happens. Though. Yeah, I that's, think that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That is pretty cool. I like. Uh, here's a guy who uh, I, I love <laughs> some Collinsworth. Yeah. The thing is, like, I don't really, I haven't got to really appreciate Collinsworth as much from growing up having the TV turn off. At halftime, because it's bedtime Sunday nights when I was younger. Now in college, you have homework We're not Sunday the same. night. Well, I guess, yeah, they don't have bedtimes in Huntsville. <laughs> no, the, they, uh, don't, they don't produce the brightest. Collinsworth, the Collinsworth was, yeah, yeah. You were, you were getting, you were getting, you're going to bed during during that broadcast when you're younger. Nine p.m. I, on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. Well, y'all are also on Central Time. Us Eastern Time folk. We it that was true. ten o'clock think about for that. us. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I was so jealous. You guys growing up those Tuesday night Sonic blockbusters, where 
let's say in Central Time, they start at like seven. Ours started at eight or nine. Oh, Central Time is the best. Is is the sports time zone? It's the sports time zone, and it doesn't really make sense because they all broadcast out of New York. Like you'd think they'd base it all off Eastern, but like, I guess if you did that, you'd really alienate the other two, the other three. Um, so it's either got to be us or Mountain West, and so or Mountain Time, and so I guess it's got to be Central, but. I mean, like, noon NFL is primo. Honestly, 1 p.m. wouldn't be terrible, though. I think I'd rather it be 1 p.m. than 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. kick. I agree. But, yeah, on but Sunday. Garber, on the other end of that We go to church in the south. You get 11 a.m. Saturday. 11 a.m. Saturday. should be banned. That's atrocious. That should yeah. not be a thing. I don't hate it, though. I Because I like when you wake up. I like, you know, fairly shortly after. We know why. You can, you can get. You can get some. Yeah. You can get some. You can get some ball on. You got ball yeah. across the whole time. It's you, I, get, you, you watch ball with your coffee on a Saturday. If you're an Saturday. underdog at home at 11 a.m., like I, your odds automatically just increased of winning the football game. In my opinion, that's true. It also it yeah, is it doesn't. I mean, because you, if you're the underdog in an Auburn fan's point of view, usually we're playing Georgia or Bama, and we'd be in the primetime slot, which is 2:30. Now, Kirk and them will have us. In the night slot, that, so we don't, don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I can't I, wait I for still, Ohio I just State. Keep, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that our prime time is not going to be on CBS anymore at two thirty. Like, oh, what's the two thirty game this week? Nope, that's not a thing. What's yeah. it's what's the seven o'clock game this week? Yeah. Okay, before we go know. to break, I, I like you brought up the time zones and all that because this has been a tad bit of a controversy recently with four California teams in the playoffs <laughs> and a lot of West Coast teams. What are y'all's thoughts on these? Extremely, extremely late NBA tip-offs. I think they just push them up. I, yeah, playoff playoff hockey suffers from it too, and they'll suffer for it. I was watching a game with the Dallas Stars versus the Minnesota Wild with one of my, one of my buddies that's from Dallas, and the game didn't. It went to overtime, but it didn't end till one a.m. Both those teams are in the Central Time Zone. Like you got to figure that out. And I get that they want ESPN owns the rights, and they want it to be back to back on the same on the biggest two channels, ESPN One and ESPN Two. But I don't know. Push everything up. One AM on a weeknight first round NHL hockey game is, is crazy in my opinion. Fair. Well, to all of our West Coast viewers, luckily for you guys, it's a seven PM start for Barnes before bed. Eight PM. It's isn't three? Eight. No, it's three for and, you. It's three two for, for us. you from Lexington. Okay, yeah, yeah. You've been in Auburn for the last couple of years. Whatever. All right. <laughs> I just remember going out to Pasadena for that. And it was three hours, and it was a – but that adrenaline of walking into a national championship game, nothing's like it. But on that note, we will take a quick break. Thank you guys for staying up with us. Or if you're in the West Coast, thank you guys for having dinner with us. And we will be back shortly. And welcome back to Barnes Before Bed, episode 22. I can't really think of a 22 – Melly, can you think of a 22 to name this episode afterwards? No, I've been thinking about this for a minute now, and I really can't. Um, Garber, can you think of any 22s, famous 22s in Auburn history? Uh, Alan Flanagan wears 22, but nah. I'm not. I'm not. That's that's actually not the guy I had in mind. The one guy I had in mind, I wanted to say it was a Jay Sharp episode. <laughs> <laughs> So oh Jay boy. Sharp was a uh, walk-on running back that lived on my hall, basically lived with me um, in the dorms freshman year. Um, shout out Jay Sharp. He's not at Auburn anymore. He transferred. He hit the transfer portal. But uh, shout out Jay if he's listening. What a 
just out of curiosity, I don't know why this name popped in my brain, but what did Frank Martin wear? Frank Martin. Or not Frank Martin, Frank Thomas. I'll say. Uh, 30, not a, was he 30? Is he 35? I don't even know. I don't know. I that, don't know. That either. name just popped in my head. I don't think he was in the 20s. I want to say he was in the 30s. Let's, let's, let's look that up. You might be right. I don't know why. Maybe it's a statue. I don't know, though. 35 sounds right. I want to say he was 35. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Terrible radio right now. But, yeah, 35. All right, 35. Um, is it 22? Is it a Kenny Gabriel basketball player when we were, like, nine years old? <laughs> Kenny Gabriel. There's got to there's gotta be a football one we're missing. A 22. It's pretty. It's a, is that a, is that a bad number? Is that no, a, it's, I it's think a, that's it's kinda, a token running back number. I agree, but like 21, 22, 23. Is 22 a bad I think that might be a bad football number. You know there's the like double deuce, I don't know. It's kind of like I mean you think about you think about running backs, I'd rather be 20, 21, 24, 23. 22 doesn't do it for me, I don't think. Okay, I I just stepped back into the room I had to take a quick break, but I'm just hearing some blasphemy. I can list a bunch of and Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Think about all the NFL running backs that were 22. We're, we're trying to think of Auburn alumni. I mean, Derrick Henry wears it, but like. Yeah. And Najee. Mm. You're not giving him that credit yet? Well, I just, I don't like Alabama players unless they put on a Tennessee Titans jersey. So. Well, yeah, for me, he's he has the black and gold on. Yeah. That young core is going to be something. The Steelers are making power plays as well. Excited to see Allen Robinson there rocking the black and gold. We have some weapons now. Coming in. And I'm curious to see with the draft coming up. Also, we mentioned it earlier with Will Levis and possibly the most controversial NFL quarterback prospect we've seen in years. And he wouldn't really be if it wasn't for Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. The whole pro day thing. I sort of agree with all these people now that when it comes to pro days, you don't really get a good taste of a player seeing them throw around the rock in a t-shirt and shorts without pads. You really can't judge a football player until you've seen them in pads because that's really the game. Like, there's seven on seven all stars, and there's guys you can throw in the trenches and leave it all on the line. And Levis, who took plenty of hits this past season at Kentucky, I think he's built for the challenge and physically able to sustain a career in the NFL, which we've seen some quarterbacks in the past. They their career dwindles after a few years in the league. What are y'all's so what if let's talk about the quarterbacks in, in a broad sense here. If you to rank your top three quarterbacks in this draft, if you were an NFL GM, who would you take? I would take Bryce Young, number one, CJ Stroud, number two, and then I'd take Anthony Richardson three. Really? But what I would do, what I wouldn't do, would take any any of them in the first round. Wait till maybe the third, fourth, and I'd take senior bowl MVP Jake Hayner. Jay Kaner. Even yeah. over the steal of the draft. Yeah, I, he, I, mean, I could see it. He's steal of the draft. I mean, that man, he played at, he played at Fresno State. You want to talk about time zones, those games, late. Is he is he Derek Carr 2.0? I, I, I think so. He is. Not saying Derek Carr is like that dude, but like Derek Carr is I think good. he's, Derek Carr, he done, Derek Carr does not get his flowers. And Jay Kaner is not getting his flowers right now, which is fine. He's a little under, I mean, he's 6'2". I think he's 6'1". He's 6'1", 200. It's small. But so is Bryce Young, and I'm not saying he's Bryce Young level, but they were both the top two smartest quarterbacks in the draft. 
Jake Hander has a laser. Has, throws a fastball. I don't know. He's my guy. I he threw like three hundred. He would throw like three hundred twenty yards every single game at Fresno. I think that's an accomplishment that a lot of people don't like to think about. So, but if I, if you're gonna wait that long, my, if you're gonna wait to the fourth round, I would take Hendon Hooker. If yeah. you throw Hooker's, age, Hooker's not making it that far. Well, all the projections are saying Hooker's going like second, third, second or third. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Hanner's the steal of draft. You get him on Saturday, he's the steal of draft. I think my top three are Stroud one, Bryce Young two, and Hendon Hooker three. I know he's like everybody's like, oh, the ACL, oh, he's like twenty seven. But like he's twenty five. I mean yeah. twenty five is pretty he's young old, for quarterbacks. But, like uh, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, like yeah, think about starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. He's care. that's pretty young. I mean, I know that he hasn't. Like, I know that the guys that are like 27 have had about five years of NFL experience, but I don't care either. I agree. I I think I think Hooker is going to be a good pick as well. I just kinda, I hope so. At least I just I like, think I it's like watching I just play. think scouts. I, I just kind of think it's ridiculous their evaluations of quarterback. They just like I wish I wish stats mattered more and like gameplay actually mattered because like guys like Levis. Anthony Richardson, yes, they have like the physical tools. They're big quarterbacks, big arms, athletic. But like, look at their production on the field in a game. Like, I I really wish like that was taken into account more. Because if that's the case, then I don't even think Anthony Richardson or maybe even Levis are like even in the top five best quarterbacks in this class. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember hearing Ryan Rosillo take about talking about basketball players, but you know. Because it happens a lot in basketball too, where you have guys that just have all the intangibles, all all the you know physical intangibles. You know they're tall, long, fast, can jump high. But he's like, at the end of the day, can they play basketball? It's like, can they play basketball? Yeah. Like, can they play football? And that's the, and that and that's the big question. I, that's the big question mark. I have yeah. with Levis. Because we know Levis. You know, we saw him, his thirst trap pics on Instagram. <laughs> him, uh, him, him flexing. You know, he's gotten he's gotten jacked, I guess, but. Jack doesn't matter. There's a reason why. Look none at Tom these, Brady. Look at Andrew Rodgers. There's, there's Andrew a reason why none of these good <laughs> quarterbacks even do the bench press at the combine. Yeah. There's okay. no. Okay. And okay. so Wait, let's hold your horses here. You mentioned the NBA. I can name three NBA players off the top of my head that were very uh, projects, if you will, in college that turned out to be fantastic in the pros. Embiid. Okay. As much as people may disagree with this one, Tatum was mid in college. Duke was not good that year. He was not mid in college. They Stop. lost to South Carolina in the round of 32. Do you remember Sundarius Slingwell? What's how, he doing nowadays? But how does that – How does that? you're basing a team thing off of him. You're basing a team thing off I'm of saying, Levis. I'm saying give me the I'm Isaiah tw- Thomases over Because like his receivers Michael in O-line Williams. were terrible. It's not a receiver's fault if you throw an interception. He threw he, how many tipped interceptions on his like little O-line, highlight O-line, reel? His his O line. You you watched him. His Maybe O-line. like three he or was, four. He had their, true freshman UK's, wide receivers in a horrible O line. UK's O line was worse than was Auburn's bad. probably. Ooh, I'll give him really. That. Yeah, they yeah, were he, thirteen. He got 14, hit the most out of any quarterback in the SEC, I think. Yeah. So I mean, maybe I'll I mean he could that. be a, he could be an Allen type guy. You know, Josh Allen wasn't the highest rated. I mean, he got drafted high, but he wasn't the highest rated. But he was more of a Hainer guy. He's like. Wyoming, like what? Like a out west? I, I don't know. I like Hainer. It's true. And then the third guy I was going to mention with the NBA is Devin Booker. He came off the bench at Kentucky, and look at him now. That was the greatest roster assembled I, in college I have, basketball I have a history. question for you. Can, y'all, can y'all remember, because I really can't, a quarterback, kind of like a, a Levis situation where, you know, in the SEC, maybe throw like 
what's the what's the second? What do y'all think the second best football conference is? The Big Big Ten. Ten, sure. Yeah, Ohio All State, right. Michigan alone. Yes. Like SEC, really, just SEC. What was the last SEC quarterback that was like just wasn't producing quite the way he should have been? Kind of like Levis, but was this highly ranked? Like highly rated? When was the last time he? Did he ever pan out? Like, you got any examples of this? That's a good I think question. the SEC is the most battle-tested conference. It's the closest thing, what all these pro players say, is the SEC is the closest thing you can get to NFL. And it's not even really close because I think college football and NFL football are not the same sport. Well, really. we, you heard what Joe but, Burrow said about how the atmosphere at Jordan-Hare was a lot more intimidating than Arrowhead. Um, you know, the SEC's had a lot of guys not really pan out in the recent memory. I feel like at the QB position. It's been a lot of Big 12 guys. As I was say, I don't think SEC's ever really been known as a, as a like quarterback conference. It's, it's, I agree. It's a very defense. Like, if you have a D lineman yeah, from the SEC, defense, you're taking him. Or a DB. Like, like, look at the Super Bowl this past year. Do you want to say Hurts is an SEC guy? He didn't really – he didn't pan out at Bama, and then he went to Oklahoma, and then Mahomes played at Tech. I mean, he did pan out at Bama. It was just, like, somebody happened to be a little bit better than him. He only lost two games in his career. He was, like, 29-2 and two as a starter. I but consider yeah, transferring I, not I, panning I out no matter the situation. Do, I catch your drift, yes, but he he did pan out. So basically, that's what causes me concern for Levis, you know. Not a guy that was just lighting up the SEC this past That's what year. I'm saying. Statistics and, should matter more than intangible. Yeah, when it really should matter yeah. the most in the SEC. I exactly. Because um, you're facing NFL guys. NFL defenses. Yeah. And these, these defenses, yeah, you're right, like, I wonder how I wonder I wonder the stats on defensive players taken in the draft ever where the SEC what percentage of them they take up. What what's the best SEC besides Burrow? Who's the second best SEC quarterback in the NFL? Um cuz I'm blanking on it. I mean not know. counting Jalen Hurts? Yes, not counting Jalen Hurts. He's a Big 12 quarterback. Hmm. Do we have is there graduated one? or not graduated? Is there entered one? the draft? I guess Tua. Tua. Maybe. Yeah, it's Tua, but then Mac or is it? I think Bama. Mac I think, Jones. Yeah. Think. Um. Wow. It. Not Tennessee. Arkansas. Tennessee. N- Ten- who? Ryan Tannehill. He went to A yeah. and M. Yeah. You're A- yeah. Your Aggies. Um. Yeah. My. No, he didn't play in the SEC. He played in the Big Twelve with A and M. That was when they were in yeah. the Big Twelve. You so sure? you can't. You sure? Yes, yeah, a thousand yeah, percent. Johnny, I'm wondering. Is Johnny was the first quarterback on? Yeah, you're right. Big Twelve. It's got to be Dak? Tua. Oh, Dak. Oh, Dak. It's yeah. still got to be Tua. Oh. I'll take Dua. Uh, I take Dak. I not, take Dak. I think I think I take Dak over Tua. I, say, I agree. Not Dua Lee, but Tua. I think I take Tua <laughs> over. Give give Dak Tua's weapons. I think he's doing better. I feel like there's a guy we're just completely missing. Are we? Go down the – I'm looking. Any Florida guys? Any – no Georgia guys? I'm looking uh, – Lamar Jackson was a fringe Auburn guy. He wanted to go to Auburn, and then well, he played uh, in the SEC State. If that counts, uh, where did Jacoby Brissett go? <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is not yeah. the SEC. Matt Stafford. Oh, oh Stafford. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call. All right. Well, ball tokens are mellow, and we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and hand out some awards. Yeah, this year's Barnsby's. How about that? All right. Once again, thank you guys for staying up with late with us, and we will be back shortly. And we're back. Episode 22, and episode one of the Barnsby's, and maybe the last episode, depending on our exam schedule, we will see. But let's dive right into it. We have some awards to hand out. 
we had a Twitter poll, as we alluded to earlier. Hope everyone had the chance to vote or soak in this award ceremony. We have a few members of our own crew, actually. There's some, yeah, there's some important awards. Yeah, there's some on. eligible for some awards. So let's start off with the first award, Guest of the Year. We have two guys up for this prestigious honor. Will Compton from Hit the Horn Podcast was with us for the March Madness episode. And then Preston Fisher, who's been on a few times filling in for guests, or excuse me, Jack VC, who has to go build stuff for the university. But based on our Twitter results now, congratulations to Will Compton Will on Compton. a 67 yeah. to 33 vote. Comp takes home the first ever Barnsby Award. So if you're in whatever Texas right now listening to the show, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas, I, my fault. I'm not a Big 12 guy, but congratulations to you, Will Compton. Thanks again for coming on, brother, and you're always welcome back. I want to give a shout-out to Preston, though. You know, exactly, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, been, he's been a, been a get, recurring guest, recurring guest of the pod. So He was kind of thrown into the fire, too, so way to go. Way to, way to step in and fill the role. Yeah, he stepped up to the plate many times, and we appreciate Preston so much on this show. But moving on. <laughs> All right, I'll, <laughs> yeah, Garber. Should we, should, we, should we rotate? The, yeah, uh, let's rotate, Garber. This one. Let's them. let's do. You could do the honors of right. announcing this, yeah. this one. I uh, I uh, I didn't I didn't create this award, but sure, it's it's there. Um, it's the Texas A and M Aggie Fan of the Year uh, award. So we got three competitors right now. I guess more than <laughs> more than three people, but there's three three competitors. Uh, it's the dude, perfect guys. Um, <laughs> myself <laughs> and then it is will compton and uh honestly i'm glad i so i ended up winning this one and i'm glad i won it because everyone knows that it's a joke i uh i'm firmly against the aggies my rankings of hatred go alabama georgia a&m they're irrelevant i'm i, I wish they'd ever joined but um yeah i'm the aggie of the year so okay let's break this down real quick so Comp is the only one wearing AM gear in our Twitter slideshow here, and he got 0% of the votes. Dude Perfect with 29%, and Garber with a whopping 71% of the votes. So you took this home in stride. I, yeah, like I said, I think, I think the fans the fans of the show or the listeners, they know, uh, and the ones that know me, they know uh, I'm, not a, I'm not an AM guy. I think they, they took this as a chance to, you know, get a, I get a, get a laugh, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy it. I got a dumb question. Uh, yeah. Is is Dude Perfect a A and M grad? Yeah, they're all A and M grads. Okay, it, it, I thought it, they were it, affiliated it makes, with Auburn. It, it ma- no, it makes exact sense. Okay, you thought they were Auburn guys? No, they're they're te- they're. If you want to know like a textbook A and M person, it's Dude Perfect. It's <laughs> the, it's the Dude Perfect crew. Okay. Um, uh, well, Garbert. So when we go to College Station this fall, what's mm-hmm. like the go to spot in Aggieland? Because mm-hmm. you obviously here you have like Tumors Corner, all stuff. It, because I'm sure we'll be traveling together. What do you have it mapped out for us? What, what I've heard is that everything is just far away, spread out. You know, it's massive school, like seventy thousand. So I'm not expecting to be able to walk anywhere like we can in the beautiful, the loveliest village on the plains. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to deep dive on that. Uh, figure out what we can do there. Uh, I actually have a relative. My cousin's husband is an A&M guy, so. Actually, my cousin's an A&M person as well. Uh, they both went to A&M, so we'll have to 
I'll have to figure that out. So yeah, Garber's coming home. But like, there's nothing worse than a campus where you have to Uber everywhere. Athens, that was a pricey task. Yeah, that's, from what that's what I'm thinking. Our buddy's place to the stadium. That that was a whole obstacle. Just, but it was still fun. I mean, you give and you take. I think we're one of. I can't name another SEC school, at least one that I've been to through my college football traveling experience that I've had the blessing of walking from where I'm staying to the stadium. So that's just what makes Auburn special, and we're – Walking to the stadium. I would say Alabama, you can walk. It's on campus. Okay, yeah. Tennessee, it's on campus. Um, I don't know where Kroger Field is, but – Kroger is on campus, but Rupp is not. Rupp is downtown. Mm. So I think – I mean, nothing beats – being in Auburn, Alabama, walking to class with a 87,000-person stadium, being in the shadows of that. I mean, the stadium, the, the campuses where their stadiums are a mile and a half away, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's part of it. I mean, you appreciate any – there's nothing like the SEC, so any atmosphere you you got to appreciate and just soak it in. So, moving on, Garber, first of all, congrats on your first Barnsby. So, Comp has you. one. Garb has two. Garb – one. Yeah, Garb has – or my fault, what I say? Garb has two. Well, yeah. Garb is on pace to have two. We'll get to that later. But now we're moving on to the Mr. Hustle Award this year, and our candidates are Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado, walk-on running back Luke Rebels, a grit guy, a true team guy, someone who probably hustles in practice, very deserving of consideration for this award. And then McGill Tulin, two-time Hustle Award winner and Barnes for Bed co-host Jack Vesey. And, drumroll please, and Mr. Jack Vesey of Barnes for Bed takes it home with 56% of the votes with Luke Rebels coming in segment 33 and Grand Theft Alvarado coming in last with 11% of the, uh, the votes. So yeah. Jack Vesey with his third Mr. Hustle Award. Congrats, Jack. What I'll, what I'll say about this guy, Jack Vesey, he's not afraid to hit the pine. Um, he's not afraid to hit the pine to get a ball, get a loose ball, and that's a uh, that's kind of my that, that's kind of my mo on the basketball court. I like I like diving out for for a loose ball. I like giving scrappy. I'm making scrappy plays. That's that's all I can offer to the court. And so, you know, I respect that from Jack Beasy. And yeah, part, last, go ahead, yeah, last week too, he had a test at like nine o'clock, and uh, apparently woke up at eight fifty five, made it on time to the test, or maybe a couple minutes late, and got a ninety two on it. So yeah. that guy hustle. can hustle. I also love uh, how you misspelled Jose Alvarado. You misspelled Grand Theft Alvarado, and then you proceeded to spell when you tagged him. You tagged the wrong Jose Alvarado, who has one follower. And we will uh, be we will be firing that intern who runs our Twitter account. Yeah. I wonder who that is. He might be a host. I don't ah, know. you never know. But another thing I'll say about uh, Mr. VC, we had the Weagle versus Eagle Eye basketball game, and part of being Mr. Hustle is being the unselfish guy, and he sacrificed for the Weagle team and guarded Eagle Eye's best player, Vince Wilform, and the Weagle team came out on top, and that was yeah. huge thanks to Mr. Jack Vesey. All over the court. Out. Yeah, shout out to Weagle as well. No, yeah. Nothing like a good old-fashioned radio versus TV rivalry, and the good guys came out on top. Good guys won. Garber set some great screens, had an unreal pass, which I missed the three on. Unfortunately, that would have been maybe a SC top ten. It was never about the stats, Trey. It's always about the final score. It's always about the final score. I, I, I should apologize for even mentioning stats, but yes, great win for the good guys over at Weagle. But congrats, Jack. Third Mr. Mr. Hustle Award 
two for I McGill. Think it might be his fourth. One for Mar- I heard he got a third one at some point. I don't know. What did he get for? He's just he's just racking up the. But this is his first uh, Barnsby. Uh, Mr. Hustle Award, but yeah, he just man just hustles. So right now the Barners crew has two of the three Barnsby Awards. That may sound rigged, but it's not. Deal with it. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, we got another uh, candidate up here. Yeah, I'll announce this one. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's the it's the you gonna finish that food guy performance of the year award, first one of the year. Uh, we have our very young Graham Copeland um, as the first competitor, but he's facing his his idol. His goat, Joey Chestnut. He is the the most athletic. If we're talking athlete, athletes, he's the most game. athletic. Best his game. I'd say dominant, best not athletic. Game. Okay, fair. Yeah, he's the best. No, he's best at his game. Yeah, he, so he's the be- he's best. Not, at his craft. He's not the best at running and jumping and and all that kind of stuff. But you but know, he's, he's the not. best athlete. You know, he's not. He's not a Barnsby winner. He's not. Graham Copeland, congratulations. Yeah, I was really proud of this. I uh, got the second most voter participation, so I appreciate all my fans out there who know that I can chow down on some food, and I, I appreciate you guys. That was that was quite the, quite the Cinderella story, if you will. Yeah, yeah how about that? Does it feel good taking down a hero? Yeah, it's the prince taking over the king. Or does it? Or, or are you a little sad about that? No, I mean, th- th- it's an honor. Guy, he's the best in his field, not only his field, but just in sports in general. I, I don't know a single guy who's more dominant in his respective sport than Joey Chestnut. I don't know if y'all are part of my take, listeners, but they had on, do y'all remember Man vs. Food? Yes. Yeah. With I Adam, how that guy's with Adam, doing. Adam Richmond? Yeah. He was on the pod. He was on, uh, he was on part of my take recently, and he was talking about, uh, he was talking about how he knows Joey Chestnut and the way he was describing how Joey Chestnut goes about it. It's an athletic, it's an athletic feat. It's not like, it's not about the food. It's about, you know, it, it takes a lot more than just eating. That that guy. Oh, you got to prepare for sure. Like he's got to is... be the most mentally tough athlete there is, arguably. Well, I was just saying, it, in doing the actual competition, the way he like chews, like it's like he's in full sweat afterwards. It's 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 impressive. It's impressive. I wonder if you like burn calories from that. If you're talking about full sweat, well, you don't. You definitely don't burn when you eat. Like 80 dogs. hot dogs. 100 hot dogs. No, nah, not quite. <laughs> but we, need, the, we need to move on. We got a lot yeah, of awards. Well, last thing well, I'll we, say we about this. Last, yeah, we have a full 15. But last thing I'll say about this, I was – we always talk about, like, the evil origin stories of all these superheroes and then athletes, like, they're coming out games, like LeBron versus the Pistons. I'll never forget having a few bites of popcorn being like, dang, I don't, I don't really want this, and then handing over to my buddy Melo. Noon game against Arkansas. We're down by 20. It was Harson's last game, and then he just – Went to town, so thank you, sir, for not letting that you corn go to waste. somehow. Exactly. I'll take this next one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I like this one. The undercover Alabama fan of the year, Paul Feinbaum versus J-Dub Rogers. <laughs> J-Dub had an overwhelming victory. There were eight total votes, and J-Dub got eight out of eight. Congrats, J-Dub. Congrats, John. Give it up to him. You know, as a kid who grew up in Auburn, Alabama, like J-Dub did. Probably the most undercover. Yeah, the most undercover. Sneaky, he has a houndstooth hat in his room. We haven't been invited to his house yet. Wonder why. We will be going next week. I'll get out my Sherlock Holmes eyeglass and look for that houndstooth. Maybe find a John Parker Wilson jersey. But I feel like it's just been a cover-up this entire time. Yeah. yeah I mean, he is probably one of the more adamant Auburn fans. So, you know, the best way to hide it is, you know, he likes he likes to use the excuses that uh, 
Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. That's yeah. his. That's his mo. Keep no, far, it's not. Keep him far away. He, yeah, he follows like Barstool Alabama. Like, all, like, and I'm. I took that picture of him with a signed Alabama. The viewers can't or the listeners can't see it right now, but he has a uh, signed Alabama football, and he's on one knee with a thumbs up with a smile. So yeah, closet Alabama fan for sure. Congratulations, yeah. J Dub, J Fraud. This might be uh This might be controversial. And I don't want to. You know. About to go on the break, but I think our very own Jack Veazey has. I think growing up an Alabama fan, I think he might still have. He might still have a little too much Bama in. Him. Yeah, can we address the elephant in the room? That is Jack Veazey's football that J Dub's holding in that yes, picture. Exactly, it's not his. It's it's Dad's. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Jack Veazey is a more outspoken Auburn fan than J Dub. I think J Dub just has more experiences and. And probably knows. I don't even think he knows more than Jack. Honestly, well, let's be real. J Dub's been to Bryant Denny Stadium more than anyone else in our crew combined. Probably true. That's probably hundred percent true. Yeah. true. Maybe he's been there, and we haven't known about it. Like he's gone for like a random Saturday in October. We're like, where's J Dub? Oh, he's over at Bryant Denny. But we just he turns off his not- or notifications, deletes social media, and just goes and reps the tide. But on that note, we will take a quick break. Here on Barnes for Bed and get to the last half of our Barnesby Awards. Thank you guys for staying up with us, and we'll be back shortly. And we're back, Barnes for Bed, episode 22. Let's continue on with our Barnesby segment here. We'll get to the last half of the awards. Moving on to a interesting oh. award, and probably one that neither of these people will be on radio to accept or acknowledge that they've ever received this award, but they can... What's up? Hold on. Uh-oh, we hold got on, some hold on, hold on. Keep, keep. Scoop Garber. Gar bomb. Gar bomb on air. Keep it rolling. All right, but anyways, we have the most random visitor to the city of Auburn this past year, and our contestants are Drewski, who came in town for the LSU game with the infamous video of him asking the ref how much he had on his parlay, <laughs> which is so funny. And I'm props to the ref for being a good sport about that. He thought it was – I mean, if Drewski's talking to you and you're, like, doing your job, like, it's hard not to laugh. One of the funniest people out there. Like if I was an official, I would be geeking. Like that, that was awesome. And then the next one is probably the most random person, a random athlete I could have ever imagined. If I had to say in this, I definitely would have voted for this guy. Grady Dick, former Kansas basketball player, now one-and-done NBA draft prospect, was in town. I don't know the full story, but if I had to give my I outsider's perspective. a friend from Birmingham. A friend from Birmingham, some wedding maybe. I don't really know. But he was in town. Went to an event, saw a band, a few people saw him, and he, yeah, his name was around the city of Auburn that night. And, oh, wow, we have a 50-50, which, oh, no, no Drewski. No. Drewski with the yeah, last second. I just refreshed. Drewski, one more vote. Drewski at the last, because Grady I Dick. I think that's the right pick. Really? More than Grady Dick? Why, I, yeah. why is Drewski, and for the listeners that don't know, Drewski is a... Uh, Comedian. He's a comedian on 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 the internet. Um, I'm sorry, but Drewski is way more famous. Way more famous, which honestly makes Grady Dick way more random. I my, agree, in my opinion. But true, but the fact that Drewski was sideline sideline pass a, a but terrible. Grady Auburn Dick team. had a motive to come to Auburn. What was what was Drewski's? We still don't know. We don't know. But I'd yeah. say Grady Dick's still more random. Maybe, maybe Drewski just loves college football and he wanted to come to a game at Jordan. I love it. Do you think Auburn football was going to turn him down? No, he got field. Was that the A and M game? LSU. LSU. And it was a packed house, striped the stadium. Why not? And go? we literally lo- like shot ourselves in the foot that game mm-hmm. and lost. Feel free. Robbie Ashford threw for like three fifty that game. And and uh, who's their quarterback? Uh, golly. Oh yeah, uh, Zach Mettenberger. No, no. no. <laughs> 
There's not. Yeah, He's coming back this year. Ago. What is his name? Dear God. Uh, I don't. I can't. He threw for like 89 yards, and he's Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he threw for 89 yards, give or take. Robbie throws for a 350. We lose. Didn't he throw for five yards in the second half? Just something crazy. I don't know. They had a defensive touchdown, yeah. and then we just had. I think turnovers just kind of killed us. I think. Yeah, I think Robbie turned it over twice. I think he had a fumble and a pick. A crucial fumble. We were up 17 nothing and had the rock. Yeah, that was, that was, was it a scoop and score? It was a terrible loss. I don't know. They did that have, went they did have one head. defensive touchdown. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Well, congrats, Drewski. Um, maybe the most even vote we've had so far. In a last second vote there. But moving on, I'll let either of y'all announce this next one. This is perfectly, or preferably my favorite I agree. vote out of any of them. I agree. It is a guy... I, it is guy I'd want in my locker room any day of the week. Spark plug slash glue guy award. And our four candidates are Katie Johnson, Cole Beasley, Will Muschamp, and Carter Sobera. And Carter Bart Sobera. Let's go. Takes it home. Wow. I'm surprised by this one. I really thought Muschamp was going to take the cake. Yeah, the Muschamp, Muschamp had a came in second. Yeah, former Auburn assistant Will Muschamp had a lead throughout most of the votes, and Carter Sabera with a late push and got 57. percent Katie was zero. I guess that's kind of odd. No one in the Auburn community wants Katie in their locker room. I think I think it's just more that you know you. I think it's it's. I'd probably it's say even more Carter all, Sabera. I mean, they're all finalists. Like, I mean, they all deserve the award. I mean, just like. You know, you'd say Trey Mason deserved the Heisman just as whoever else won the year when he was there. I just you know? think it's too square of a pick. Uh, I don't know. And I just yeah. feel like our followers maybe know Carter Sabera more personally than the rest of the contestants. But True. We all love Bart, but give me Muschamp throwing a punch into a whiteboard. Yeah. I, I'm running through a brick wall for that guy. Yes. Sorry, Bart. Yeah, same. Do your job. Same here. Do your job. Yeah. Um, Moving it's on. Cap control. Um, all right, Graham Copeland is up for another award. Uh, Garb, would you like to announce this one? Well, I'd love to announce it, but so yeah, this this award is the best three and D hooper to ever come from the two five six area code. Um, very specific, honed in award. Two five six for you listeners is uh, Huntsville, Alabama, um, and Kentucky, Athens, and Athens, and Decatur, um, and Fort Payne. So. Uh, Right now, the the finalists are Graham Copeland and Chandler Leopard from the Auburn ba- Auburn University men's basketball team, mm-hmm. and we Sanford have, men's basketball team now. You're correct, Sanford men's basketball team now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tie. We do have a tie. How do we decide? Yeah, this? how do we? I was thinking more, a coin flip, but maybe we just do a tie for the Barnsby's because I'm I'm a good fashion, good old fashioned debate guy, and Chan Chan's not you know, here to back his case. So I. Uh, I I disagree. Chandler, Chandler, we gained a fan in Chandler Leopard today. Um, recently, was a big fan of this uh, this award, and I think it's got to go to him. I think it's got to go to Chan. Wow, I know. Yeah. Turn it on my own, turn it on my own It'd brother. Be your own co-host. Wait, Garber, I don't think co-host. either of us have voted yet. So I may go give Chan Chan a vote. We appreciate the follow. I'm giving it as yeah. Uh, wow. I, would, I would give it to Chan Chan as well. No, wow. you already have a Barnsby. Don't get don't get greedy. I want here. more, more. Yeah, make sure I'll I'll make sure to go in and vote that so we can have the the Twitter. What's that? Uh, Kobe Bryant, Kanye West commercial. More. What does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> More better. 
Yeah. More records. More records. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get go ahead and since Garber's voting same form, animal, can, but a different beast. <laughs> what does that mean? Congrats to Chandler Leopard on winning his first Barnes beat. I had this past SEC Media Day. I asked Wendell Green. I mentioned I was like, you, you go up against the best three and D player in the country in, in Chandler Leopard every day in practice, and he had nothing but fantastic things to say about his teammate, and and it just proves like how valuable those guys are in practice. And Chan Chan is well renowned as the best shooter on the team, so well, I would love well, to see him. Those- well, how about this? Instead of this little Mickey Mouse poll, let's go to the rec, shoot five threes from the, each corner, five threes from each wing, five threes from the top of the key. Actually, yeah. Let's do it that way. I like that. How are you, you, you going to quantify the D? Defense. Uh, fastest uh, zigzag, Shell drill? Fastest, uh, zigzag defensive slide from sure. baseline to baseline. Okay, so let's just say that one right now is a tie, but it's up in the air. Yeah, I like okay. my chances. Chan right. Chan, if you're listening, I'm waiting. All right, so let's let's go through our winners before we go to the last one, which is one that hits hits home for all of us here. We have Comp winning Guest of the Year. We have Garber winning Aggie of the Year. We have <laughs> Jack VC winning Mr. Hustle for Barners Before Bed. We have Graham winning You Going to Finish That Food Guy Performance of the Year. We have J-Dub winning Undercover Bama Fan of the Year. Drewski winning Most Random Visitor to the City of Auburn Award. And then Carter and... Oh, no, well, I guess that one's up in the air, but we have Carter winning the Spark Plug can Blue I, Guy. Can I interject Locker real quick? Guy Award of the Year. Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, Lance Armstrong should have been added into the uh, most random visitor to the city of Auburn. Lance Armstrong Win. was in Auburn. Lance Armstrong apparently did the Bow Bikes Alabama thing and was in Auburn. Well, that's not random, though. Then he's yeah, that's not. Bike. he had a reason to be here. But, st- I mean, I don't know. That's just an exotic name to hear in Auburn, Alabama. That's true. Not that's, necessarily random, that's fair. but exotic. Definitely would have been a contestant. I think that. But are we going to, which, the Lance Arms, the bikers, so, like, we, are we going to do what the biking tour did and not allow him to play for PDs? Not allowed to be a Barner's contestant due to that? What is Barner's stance on Lance? <laughs> do we just, do we avow or do we disavow? I disavow. I disavow. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, disavow. Well, anyways. But, you know I'm going to say it, banned from the show. Lance, you can't come on. Wow, so we, that's now two names that are banned from the show. Who's we need to get me. Coach H, Coach H, and... Uh, Coach H is disavowed for <laughs> sure. Coach, Coach H. H. Coach H is disavowed from the 3-3-4. I, I, don't, I never want to see him. What about Coach M? Who's Coach M? Mason. Coach, ah. Coach M could come back. Yeah, Coach know. M. I'd like to I hear like, why you left. I like the guy. Yeah. But anyways, all right, let's move on to our last Barnsby. We have the Barnes for Bed Twitter slash sports media moment of the year and is my co-host right here in studio. So I'll, I'll do the honors of announcing it. We, we had a lot of publicity this past calendar year, but mainly y'all two. Actually, it was all y'all two. Um, let's start off. Garber defeated Barstool's Brandon Walker on Twitter by arguing that Bama over 12 games on the year was a chalk pick. And as we saw this past season, that didn't turn out. And Garber. No, so, so I want to I I explain, give you some context on this one. So it's the summertime. Um, it's, it's the summertime. Brandon Walker is out here giving us future picks for the year on uh, college football win totals. And he includes, and he, you know, he only gives about five of them. So you think that, oh, you know, he knows college football. He's, he's, he had a big audience. He wants to give. All these fans, you know, good picks, you know, good bets to make, whatever. And then he gives out Alabama over 11 and a half 
at even money. And I and I just I called him out. I said, I think that's a square pick. I said, I don't understand. I said, I I included. I said, I'm not even not even just because I'm an Auburn fan. I think that's a square pick. And he, you know, he's Brandon Walker. He's in his head. He replies to everybody. Anyone since mentions, he replied back to me and said that Alabama was peaking this year. They're significantly better than every other SEC team. 12-0 team. This is the smart play. Um, I quote tweeted him after after they lost. After they lost a the game, they ended up losing two. Actually, in case anyone else forgot, um, I said I don't I don't forget. And he replied, "You win this round, Garber." Um, felt kind of good. Yeah, plus um, one for the guys here. Yeah, felt kind of good. It, it was good to see your name featured on his account. Just saying, like giving you props. I was like, that's. Good, good for the brand. Yeah, but so good. there's one moment. Second of all, Graham, you were mentioned on random college athletes. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget that day. I was, it was over Christmas break, and I was at work. I I, I was working in the back of a dry cleaning plant, so you can imagine how fun that was. So I was just like down in the dumps, you know, for obvious reasons, just missing the boys. I was doing some blue collar work, and I I got a little break, and then I looked down at my phone, and I see that. So it was it was. Quite the bright bright spot in my day. So, did that you was, see it from uh, their account, or did someone send it to you? Um, Trey. Well, actually, Trey texted me. He said, "Go look at Twitter," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, this is gonna be something stupid." And then I look, and then I see that, and it got a whole lot of love. I got a whole lot of support from the boys. So that was cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I love seeing in uh, quotations Graham Gramello Copeland, yeah. Rhodes College guard. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, so Gramello is now. Would you say you're on the Twitterverse after Carmelo? Um, I don't. Or have you just taken on the persona? Stay mellow. Yeah, not definitely not the persona. Mellow, Carme- the real Mellow has has had. He's 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 carrying some baggage right now. We don't have to, we can't talk about it on air. Which one, Lamelo Ball, the real Mellow? No, Carmelo. <laughs> About the the European the balls is the like the, like the European child that he yeah we can't go okay wait, let's let's move on uh, whoa whoa whoa, whoa yeah no whoa, no, no, no no wow this took a fat this a Will Smith at the um yeah the Oscars type turn at a award ceremony so anyways Mello you're up for your second or maybe your third we'll see with after this wreck shooting competition and then Garber once again you have another recognition this past. Or I guess a calendar year ago, when Auburn was hosting the regional, you were selected out of the crowd there in the outfield to break down how excited you were for this upcoming weekend, and you gave your little speech about how you were at work and um, just think about it all day, and it was it was awesome to hear when I, I first saw it. Different. Yeah, you woke can up I, feeling can different. Can I play it real quick for our fans? Yeah, let's who don't let's know. play it play it all through right. here. All right, here we go. Ever since this, I woke up this morning feeling a little different. Woke up, went to work, got up at twelve. I was ready to go. I've been ready. I've been thinking about this game all day and thinking about getting out here. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was, that was a, so great. That was, that was with the Auburn baseball. Shout out to Auburn baseball. Um, doesn't never get enough love on this on this show. But uh, yeah, it was when we won the won the regional. I think that was Saturday. I think it was game two of the regional that we hosted. Um, yeah, and you know what day. else doesn't get enough credit is baseball tailgating. I guess you can tailgate during the game. Yeah. But we had a grill, we had cornhole. Yeah, I was about to say everything Barber, out there. Garber brought the the grill too. He had the apron on. He grilled us some burgers. Like, what did Garber not do that day? That was that was yeah. a all time performance. And the Tigers brought him a victory. Yeah, exactly. And Garber, I was about to ask you because uh, it was forty three forty three originally, but at the very last second, your Brandon Walker encounter on Twitter 
has officially won your second Barnsby. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. It's really an honor taking them two of these. Um, yeah, you know, I, like, like I said, I don't know how this even happens, I mean, that I could get two from the show I host, but um, co-host. But Is it a Mickey Mouse award then, or how would you respond to that criticism? Oh, Mickey Mouse, no. Um, I'd like to see anyone else try try and uh, – Actually, I would I would love for someone. Actually, I would I would love for no one to be more of an Aggie, because I hate I hate the Aggies. You know, I don't I don't I don't like them. Um, I'll t- I'll t- I'll bear that I'll bear that weight. Um, yeah, pre- super super honored. Yeah, well, congratulations, sir. Mello, congratulations to you. Thank you. You have the possibility of tying Garber with your second Barnsby. We will find out that soon, hopefully. Mister Leopard, I hope we can make this happen. But guys, any last words before we sign off for this week? I, I don't yeah. know I don't know if we're going next week or not, but if it's, if this is our last yeah. little hoorah in the in the studio in Auburn, Alabama for a good bit, it, it was a pleasure uh, getting just just a spew about life, sports, and everything in between. And I'm uh, really grateful for you guys and this opportunity. And I, I've had a whole lot of fun. And I can't wait to keep it going. I echo everything Graham says, and uh, excited to talk some some real ball. We get yeah. Back. Oh yeah, yeah. when Side when we talk. come back in August as seniors, we will have we'll be talking turning out a notch. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be, and hopefully the Barnish curse is over. All of our losses are out of the way. It's it's, it's a new era. It's the freeze era. Yeah, well, everyone forgets Barnish start off one and zero after that Missouri win, but this is sure. a new chapter coming into was our that senior Missouri year. Week? It was right after because I remember that oh, was our see, very thought, first topic. I guess yeah, because once we started. We lost every game. We lost yeah. every game until <laughs> was, was LSU the next week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Hopefully, we yeah. have a more fun <laughs> October this go round. But thank you guys so much for staying up with us. This has been a blast this semester and last semester. We're coming different in the fall. Hopefully, we can get a few episodes in in the summer. It wouldn't be in affiliation with Weagle ninety one point one, but it would be on Spotify. Let's see if we can make that happen. I will be Mello will be in Atlanta. Garb, you'll be back in Nashville. I know Jack will be in Atlanta as well. I'll be in. Lexington but other than that yeah thank you guys there's nothing else I can really say thank you so much this has been an absolute blast but on that note sleep tight Tiger fans and as always War Eagle love you guys thank you all for listening from us here at Barnes Before Bed We hope you join us next Wednesday at 10 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Sleep tight, Tiger fans, and as always, War Eagle.